This podcast is created in partnership with Film Studies and the Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences at the University of Sydney. We acknowledge the tradition of custodianship and law of the country on which the University of Sydney campuses stand, as well as the Darug people, where we all grew up. We pay our respects to those who have cared for and continue to care for country. I wish I knew how to quit. I see Right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Get away from her, you bitch! I'm gonna go! Do you want me to go f***ing flash your lights? Take two. Film vs. Film. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Film vs. Film, the podcast where every episode we throw two different films into the ring, discuss their place in history, their modern virtues, and how they stack up against each other, which film will hot up, and which film will be left on the cutting room floor. But not today! No, today we're back into our Oscars season. This is the middle episode, and we're going to discuss our predictions for the 2024 awards, and we'll also be discussing our favourite films of 2023. I'm filmmaker and comedy nerd Craig Anderson, and joining me today are my two best friends from high school, two brothers who over summer got matching 2001 A Space Odyssey tattoos. Yeah, we That is actually true. Hershel yeah. and I celebrated at Twinness with... Um, it's the same tattoo, except we got it in different places. So one's a little further up than our He's arm. on his on his on his arm, mine's on my ass. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 I was literally gonna go, yeah, mine's on my forearm, he's is on his buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, mine's on my uh, mine's on my bicep. bicep yeah, and and mine's on the forearm. Yeah. Forearm. But the, otherwise they're the exact same tattoo. Exact yeah, same tattoo. We wanted to get something where we thought, what what is an image that means something to both of us? Yeah. That has been profound in our whole lives. And you know, Bowman especially through the wormhole and what mm. it represents as the star child. And you know what this reminded me of? Remember, Bruce, we watched, uh, this is a long time ago, before I, we went to university and stuff, Bruce and I shared a room, our parents gave us the garage, converted yeah. into a bedroom. Oh, awesome. I remember the a garage. T- TV, yeah. video and everything. And uh, we watched um, we watched 2001 A Space Odyssey. And the first time I saw that, mm. we got to the end of it and we didn't know what the hell we were looking at. We didn't know <laughs> yeah, what's going on. Then we rewound it 30 minutes and watched the whole 30 minutes again wow. and then paused it. We're using the remote control. Pause it. So I just watched it again the other day. So when you see Bowman as the arrival yeah. and his body's still shaking from the trauma of it, yeah. then you see Bowman cut across to the older guy sitting at, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. at the dinner table and yeah. then Bowman further back in the older man. It's, it, it's still unbelievable. Yeah, like, well, it's never been equaled, I don't think. Yeah. Well, well you know... Uh, why? What do you know about how the computer and why it was named how? It's IBM. Know this. That's IBM. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So the letters of IBM. Yeah. One um, back. One letter back Preceding for each. letter of IBM. IBM. I looked into this because I thought, okay, that's what I was going to say is the trivia. But apparently Kubrick and uh, Arthur C. Clarke have both gone, nah, that's a coincidence. They said it was a coincidence. They said it's because a coincidence. They were both... Okay, and but also IBM really helped out with the film and some of the mm. maths they needed solved. So, or some but also I'm guessing a lot of the gear in the movie, came like from, we either modeled on IBM. Well, or one IBM day I think we'll do, we'll do 2001 because yeah, I had we'd a, have to do a great conversation with Doug Trumbull who did all That's of right, the. That's right, you talked yeah. to Trumbull, yeah, yeah, amazing stuff. All right, oh, another little fact I'll just throw in. Uh, Jonathan Demi says that when he was doing with Anthony Hopkins' Sons of the Lambs, he said, I want you to think like Hauf. So for the first reading mm. of the script, he said, do it like Hauf. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Because one of the other things I find fascinating about 2001 is that Kubrick was very explicit in his direction to all the actors in the film mm. to d- deliver their lines with a kind of timbre or feel of hell. Yeah. So yeah. he wanted there to be a sense of continuity yeah. between the human voice and the computerized hell voice. And I always found that was like perfectly in keeping with the philosophical drive of, you know, these, including Kubrick, well, there is no God. There is no kind of human soul. There is no God, and that's uh, Herschel's identical twin brother, Bruce Isaacs, <laughs> the associate professor of film at University of Sydney. I would say you are the bowman to his pool. What, Herschel's pool on Bowman? Well, yeah. Well, what can think? I tell you another I'm story? I'm pool. I'm lost in space, <laughs> man. <laughs> right. we, I saw uh, 2001 at the Orpheum, special event of 70 mil, mm-hmm. and Bowman and Poole were there as special. No Pierre way. Dully, yeah. And so, but Poole was drunk. Like you wouldn't, he was hammered. And so David Stratton was doing the interview and he would say stuff and Poole, he couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) So anytime Stratton would ask a question, he would just laugh. And Poole just was was so 
enthralled by his, the fact that people wanted to listen to him talk about wow. a movie from 1968. It was so charming. What a big episode we had last week, boys. Um, that was our worst of. Uh, I'll just remind you of some of the films where we voted into the worst of spots. Number seven, Gre- uh, Gladiator. Six, Shape of Water. The Twelve Years, A Slave. Slumdog Millionaire. Hurt Locker, Crash. And at number one, the worst Best Picture Oscar winner <laughs> from the last 23 years was Green Book. Well done, Green Book. I would just love someone in Hollywood to find that episode <laughs> and just to think, wow, these guys really hate these best pictures. We're like jerks. I know. Mm. Can you imagine all the blood, sweat and tears put into making these movies and we're just going, oh, that's just crap. It'd be that great if the Ferrelli picture. brothers could find it. Oh, and if they man, could no. throw it into something funny. <laughs> Like something about Mary too, but someone that can reference us. Yeah, well, get us a following. Stick with us. Next week we're going to be doing the draft of the seven best best picture mm. Oscars from the last twenty three years. Uh, do you think that's going to be harder than the the worst of what? I think it's going to be more pleasant because one of my things I found was mm. I was like super disappointed and dispirited by the list. <laughs> I'd forgotten heaps. Okay, of well, Herschel, you, you also only have one veto left because you took Return of the King out of the bottom. Mm. And oh, I just uh, watched Return of the King. This week with really? Byron. Well, I'm interested to see if that makes it in the top seven now <laughs> after you've saved top it. Top seven? Herschel. I had it in like my worst, <laughs> I know. fourth worst. Well, maybe Herschel's going to be put in there. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be vetoing that immediately. Well, you've got two vetoes. Herschel's got one <laughs> veto. That thing bloody it, appears in the top seven. That's for next week. Now, as always, we want to remind listeners that we grew up in Western Sydney on the beautiful land of the Darug people. Shout out to the areas, the, well, the area, uh, as the kids call it now, St. Clair, Mount Druitt, Market Town, St. Mary's Library, Minchinbury Maccas, and of course, all the cinemas in the region during the 80s and 90s. But today, I want to take the audience back to what it was like growing up and how important the Oscars were to us as film nerds in the public education system. It really was our Super Bowl, wasn't it? It was our Super Bowl. The interesting thing about the Oscars was that okay, before the time of streaming at mm. your own leisure, at any time you wanted, which is like, we, we get that luxury when we have the party coming up soon. But when we were at school, the Oscars would get announced while we were at school. So yeah. around lunchtime, mm. we knew what best picture was. So we would congregate. Talk about nerdy. This is weird. No, no, but, but how would we not? No, we, we didn't. See, no... that's the thing. We'd congregate and oh, we'd be discussing right. how excited yeah, we yeah, are yeah. Yeah. to get home. And Channel 9 would cover it from 8, 8 and I missed that sort of thing. But like you, That was a huge event, the Channel 9 coverage. Love? That Channel 9 would not mention in their news. Exactly. That so wonderful. that meant you couldn't watch 7, 10 or 2 because <laughs> if they were doing the news, they would deliver. Really and they were probably ruin. trying to do a screwgy yeah. to Channel 9. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. They want to spoil it so yeah. that Channel 9's coverage was spoiled. So you stuck to Channel 9 for the whole afternoon. The other weird, the other, not weird, but the cool thing about it was, so it would start at 8.30, obviously, they're carrying, carrying ads, right? You At that time, everybody, we were going through the, the Billy Crystal, yeah. you know, a very successful hosting phase, the most successful host in the history of the Oscars. Mm. And that finished up. I remember the Jack Palance, uh, the bit where he comes. Yeah, I did that for the Instagram. When yeah, he comes yeah, yeah. out in the, in the Hannibal Lecter on the trolley. Yes, um, with that face. was wonderful. Those shows, that was for the follow-up year after he'd yeah. won the Oscar. Yeah. Those shows finished up at just after like 12.30 a.m. Mm. But that, that's four and a bit hours. Mm. We, and we sometimes glued to it. they'd even start at 7.30 just for the red carpet Yeah, true. Red, I love the red carpet. Red you know, carpet. Do you oh. remember the red carpet was later, though? They never covered the what? red carpet. Well, oh, you mean later in the It top, came later in, in, the, in, the, yeah. in the concept of the, of the Oscars because... Yeah. Um, Richard, Richard Wilkins used to do the red carpet as a part of um, uh, what's Entertainment Tonight, uh, uh, the Australian yeah. Entertainment Tonight. Uh, 4.30 in the afternoon. Yes, yeah, so yeah. he would do red carpet. But then they realized red carpet was a moneymaker. It, was a, it yeah. generated a lot of viewers. Mm. And they ran red carpet 7.30 to 8.30, then Oscars 8.30 to like 12.30, I actually just said in a lecture this week mm. that if you're watching the Oscars, you've got to watch the red carpet because the red carpet and the idea of celebrity and stardom it's just part and parcel of what Hollywood is. Yeah. Like, so it's important to understand what the nature of the culture is and just to kind of see it on display. This is their one night, right, where they exhibit themselves so fully. And I just think you've got to start with the red carpet. You've got to look at the interviews. I find it fascinating. You, you know, someone rocks up, you know, I can't remember who it was last year that someone was interviewing and, and he didn't know what the hell the person was talking about. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, she goes, well, thank you very much. Have a great night. And it, just over her shoulder, you could see him kind of raise his eyebrows like, what the hell was that about? Mm. And it's just those little moments where you get an insight into the personas of people. Well, we're I all catching up, great. right? So we're going to be there early enough. We should watch yeah. Red Carpet. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh, definitely. We'll put it on. Yeah, we'll put it yeah. on. We're just gonna before do we live, leave Red Carpet, did anyone live see? Insta, Insta, uh, yeah, we're going to try. Night. You yeah, try and work I reckon it. I we'll, uh, we'll just upload clips as we're watching. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And let's get into it. 
All right, so let's start at the top, boys. Yeah. Should we start with the best picture or should we... Because I thought if we start with the best picture, we'll introduce most of the films we're going to yeah. be talking about. All right, so let me just tell you what the best picture nominees are. This is in alphabetical order. Um, we have American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Now, this week, I finally finished watching all 10 of those. Mm. How many about you guys? I got seven. I got seven as well. Okay, all right. Well, I'll fill in on the ones that are missing. Let's talk American fiction. You guys seen that? Yes. I've seen it. What do we think about it? I mean, for for the people listening at home, that is the story of... um, What's the actor called? Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey Wright right. Plays an author, like a high literary American author. Yep. And a very common tradition is that sort of author will then be often invited to teach at a major university, usually liberal mm-hmm. arts college. Mm-hmm. So this is the standard sort of scenario. And from the word go, he's portrayed as being a guy that's anti-woke. Yes. He wants to challenge the woke establishment. So he wants to teach black literature, but he wants to use the N-word, right? Yeah, yeah. Or he wants to teach... About well, we should also say his name is uh, Thelo- what's, what's, uh, uh, Thelonious, 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 Thelonious Ellison. Yeah. So it's like Thelonious Monk, who people might know is a, a really important jazz pianist, mm-hmm. uh, and in fact a really interesting experimental sort of artist. And then his Ellison was Ralph Ellison, who wrote a, a book called The Invisible Man, which is about uh, a kind of mm-hmm. racial, you know, like a, it's it's kind of like a really incredible ex- exploration of American race identity. So it's not like the, th- the movie's subtle. It's kind of wanted to beat well, you over the, the, the head. The other thing right. is the 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 almost the antagonist in it is a woman who's written a book that's kind of the the common black vernacular. Yeah. Uh, like it's it's almost like pushed by s- sapphire. You know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's exactly it's deliberately, it's, and he thinks it's ridiculous. It's like street. It's like street crime. Mm-hmm. Blacks are, all, yeah, you know, they're all bad. They're rough. Yeah, but her they reading, got no culture. Her, her reading of the excerpt, though, is probably one <laughs> of the funniest. It is one of the funniest in three years. So, if you haven't seen this movie, if you can just find, go into YouTube, just listen to her read it, mm. and she's she's actually wonderful in yeah, this yeah, movie. She's great. She's very good. Where's our representation? Would you give us the pleasure of reading an excerpt? Yo, Sharonda. Girl, you be pregnant again? If I is, Ray Ray is going to be a real father this time around. Uh, I was crying with I, mean, I, I thought it was interesting because <laughs> I felt it dealt with some of the themes that, like, Bamboozled by Spike Lee deals yeah. with. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's about how do you represent black? And when, you know, I'm not, I'm white, obviously, to be talking about this, but it's about are we now stereotypes? Are we trading no, in well, stereotypes and, that's his and fear, tropes? Right? And, so yeah, he, that's what he's against. I mean, one of the interesting things is the movie is, is kind of, the cleverest part of the movie is it's playing out dramatically what the movie's really about, right? Yeah. So he is a black guy, <laughs> but he's got a more complex, nuanced life than just he's on the street shooting people. I, I, and I think I should say, um, I won't give it away because this happens before the halfway point, I think. He writes his own <laughs> street book. <laughs> to, which to, this to sell. Is, to get I found some, this yeah. very, very funny because yeah. he writes it. He gives it to his publisher. His publisher goes, what, are you kidding me? And he goes, I know, I'm taking the piss. Yeah. Send it out as a joke to say, fuck you. Yeah. And then it takes off. Yeah. It gets a film deal. He has to pr- be anonymous the whole time. He has to act <laughs> like a gangster from the street. <laughs> Who what about when he's <laughs> taking the call and he goes, one thing I've decided, because he's got to play like a gangster on the yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, And he's going, just one thing. I want a new title. And this is Jeffrey Wright. He's the actor from, he plays Felix in the Bond he's Felix Light yes, in the James yes. Bond movie. He, he's from Westworld. He, yeah. He's a very... Oh, he's great. Jeffrey Wright's an amazing no, actor. I know, yeah. but he also doesn't, he's, as, a, as a persona, as an actor, he's not associated with playing big black roles. No. He's just a guy. No, no. Right? He's, he's, He's almost a character actor. He never. Here's a weird thing. Do you guys know that he made a start in Shaft way back as a very wow. young guy? Oh, wow. So Fantastic. check this out. I told. Remember, I mentioned American fiction mm. um, in speaking to both of you. Yeah, yeah. Probably what. Six and I remember weeks you were very ago. excited that I was there very was this excited movie about this coming, movie. and people were saying it was a really interesting. I, I didn't lose my excitement. I like it still. Okay. I, I, I mean, also it, love Jeffrey Wright though. Yeah. So I was. Ex- it probably wasn't what I was expecting, though. I didn't think that it's mm. commentary. Like, okay, some of it is just roll, roll on the ground funny. Yeah, yeah. So I'll yeah, give it it's that. Very funny. <laughs> but some of it is kind of like, I, I oh, just come think on. Um, its point of view is totally incoherent, right? And he, in fact, sure, says that to you because, sure. again, this is not giving it away, but there's a kind of film within a film, et cetera, one of those kind of postmodern type things. And then they, he says to the guy, 
why does it have to like make sense? Like, don't worry about mm. it. Just like, we'll just uh, do something fun. You know, do something crazy. I, now, that seems to me to be the subtext of the movie. This is not necessarily a political statement or kind of treatise about black people or its history. That's okay, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. I, I just want to say the the ending, the last fifteen minutes is, and and this is a rule in screenwriting that if you don't know what you're saying, yeah. you can't end it. And this is what this is where I felt let, well, let down. What it the does. last twenty it, minutes it or end. so, it didn't have its proper yeah. ending, because, and it makes it very clear that it doesn't know. But its I think ending. there are consequences for that kind of position, right, or that lack of having a position. Look, I want to say that this film struggles with a similar thing that Barbie struggles with. Mm. Once you introduce a topic that is. Uh, 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 you know, um, um, a woke discussion yeah. point. You also start to unravel how story normally works. Yeah. And that's what both Barbie and American Fiction has a little mm. bit of trouble with. I don't care. I'm like, well, good for you for having a go because once you start to create new narratives or suggest the old narrative doesn't work, yeah. you're in a new territory. And of course, you're not going to have the answer most of the yep. time. And that's what I think happens with And American it doesn't Fiction. have the answer. Let's move on to our next Best Picture nominee, which mm. is Anatomy mm. of a Fall. Um, have you boys seen that? Yes, I've seen yeah? it. Okay, great. So it's uh, what is it? It's French German collab. There's like English a, in yeah, it. There's massive yes. collaboration. Um, and and it's about a woman and a man and uh, 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 their uh, husband and wife and yeah. they have a son who is um, vision impaired. Yep. And the husband falls at the beginning of the film out the window dead, on and it's like, well, what happened? Yeah. He fell three stories and in I, their isolated chalet. This, the rest of the film is two and a half hours yeah. of courtroom slash story so just, thriller. Just, just re- relationship stuff. Yeah, right. But, but it's, and I, dynamics between families. And, it's a, you know, I, I, think thought, that's a very I important thought it was point great. Though. I, th- yeah. I think that's a very important point. For yeah. me, this is top tier. This yeah. is top, yeah. top Well, this Oscars. is one of the best of the year, Obama. Yeah. So the reason I love it, so Anatomy of a Four, what I love about that is when, I, when we were young, Okay, I was probably 12, 13. I read Day of the Jackal. Day of the Jackal is split into three parts anatomy of a man, uh, anatomy mm. of a plot, anatomy of a man, anatomy of a kill. Mm. So it's all that clinical concept, yeah. right? And the, the, the adaptation of, of Day of the Jackal is very clinical. What I love about this movie, it's, it's a crime and mm. it's very clinical. It's a courtroom drama and it's very clinical. It's completely mm. real the way um, the, the adversarial model works, the inquisitorial model works. But it's also an anatomy of relationships. Yeah, so I it's a that's, clinical that's dissection of, of you the relationship. That's a great point, Ocean, because that's how I saw it. I saw it like it's totally, as a genre, the forensic movie. Mm. Because we've seen this a million times. True crime has exploded over the last 15 years, right? This is just another, well, it's not true crime. It's fictional, mm-hmm. but it's done in the genre of the true crime. It has all the tropes, all the rhythms, etc. But the genius of it is it's not just about the crime. It's the unpacking of a relationship. And I just thought, even to the point of having evidence, like, oh, she just happened to record the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. even in the – that's introduced in and this tremendous and there's, very clever. There's, there's, in, there's ingenious withholding of information from yes. the audience. Mm. And there's also that whole thing, the dramatic irony where the audience knows something but a particular yep. character doesn't know something. The person who wrote it is working at – you know, at mm. the very top of the I game. I want to say it's still in cinemas. It's yeah. limited relationship. Check it out if you've not Go seen it. Go and check this. it out. We won't ruin the ending. Yeah. I watched it with my mum on the weekend. Mm. Um, she loved it. Yeah. Oh, it was such a good experience for my mum. In fact, the next day she starts texting me. Guess what she says? <laughs> she says, you know, it reminds me of The Shining. And yeah, right. well, that's shining. interesting. Yeah, not just in the theme well, and the setting. Well, the snow, But of she course, said, yeah. the shining, but from the victim's point of view. And I'm like, what? And also the Fantastic. clinical, the yeah. clinical like, nature of it amazing. as well. Yeah. You get your mum on the I think pod, we should Greg. get mum in. And I said, it's a shame we've already done the shining. Otherwise, we should do anatomy of four versus shining. Yeah. Oh, that would have been an it, excellent it, pairing. It's such a... Um, uh, my mum really dug it. And yeah. I thought uh, Sandra um, Hula, yeah. Hula yeah. was amazing. The so lead actor. I, her, for me, she that's the best performance. Of yeah, the year, yeah. Right? We'll, we'll come to those awards yeah, well, soon. But, but one of the things I sure. want to say was um, there's a sequence where you play, uh, where they play out uh, um, like a domestic quarrel. Mm, mm. And it starts small. You call, remember, you called me up. I, I called watched Hershel it. And I said, look, I can't. I finished it and I thought, okay, this is what I, I'm processing. It's a very complex film. But I did say that kind of 40 minutes playing out through mm. the tape, flashback into present, and just the performances was among the best things I'd ever the, seen in acting. You know what the weird thing about that scene is as well? The husband gets very little airtime yes. until that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're thinking, Jesus, this guy could win an Oscar just yeah, on this scene. So yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was so good. He should have been nominated. He was great. It's directed by Justine um, Treat. Uh, she's the only woman nominated for Best Director. 
but mm. she also I, I had to look it up because I'm like, how did she? How do you direct this? Because yeah. it yeah. feels so objective yet so personal. Yeah, I learned so much about them, but also do not know what happened uh, uh, throughout the film as I'm watching. I don't want to give anything away, but that is also her deliberate methodology. To like, uh, like you hear about this in movies when someone says, "Was I the murderer or not?" Yeah. And they and the director says, "I don't want to tell you." That the, <laughs> no, no, I mean that's really that's common, right? Where people, it, yeah, you know, happens all the time. Gets a different version and of you, the script, like you can't, like if you're in Glass yeah. Onion, you can't know who you are. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that, I would say she's now unlike any other yeah. one of these movies who done it. So it's like, the the wow. other thing I want to just just touch on what you were saying, Craig. It just moves. Very little happens, mm. but it moves so. Purposefully, yeah. That I was like so impressed. Two and a half hours, like, I to be honest, I think the movie is too short. Wow. No, I think it actually needs yeah. to be longer. Well, actually, when you compare I would it agree to with that. Yeah, the I would agree with that. Some of these other yeah. movies we've had to watch. I think it's too short. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing I want to say two things before we finish up on Anatomy. Um, the first one is, um, I immediately thought this is the kind of movie I'll end up watching like every year mm, or yeah. so because it's riveting the whole way through. It's, it's your best courtroom d- drama, your best investigation. It's fantastic. Second thing is, shout out to the child. Yeah, he's yeah. How good is that kid in this yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. He should have got best. Yeah, where did, where did they get him does from? He, does he I get supporting? I, no, I looked him up. Uh, okay. I looked him up. In, he started as a really young person in, in film. But that kid leveled me as well. We, we should move off Anatomy of a Fall. The next one up here is Barbie. We've mm. done an entire episode of Barbie yeah. versus mm. Oppenheimer. Any other new thoughts on Barbie? I don't think we have I, any. Yeah. The one thing I will say is there's clearly been a, a kind of re-litigation of that movie and a, and a kind of re-opening uh, of a discussion because I don't know if people remember at the time. It was received in a certain way. Yeah. It was... Um, now there's more discussion. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's healthy. Which is great. And, yeah, and I think, I think in, the f- in the future uh, years, there will be a lot more discussion yeah. about it. I'm but actually, I'm, can I just say I'm writing a chapter for a major book that's coming out. Uh, oh. I'm looking at, um, what's the actor's name who does that monologue? And she, uh, uh, American Ferrara. America Ferrara. Ferrara? Yeah, yeah. Ferrara. She, Ferrara. She, America Ferrara does a monologue, which got a lot of attention on social media as a kind of statement of a certain contemporary yeah. notion of the woman and power and, and, yeah. and disempowerment. So I'm writing an, uh, a chapter that uses that as a prompt for a, a kind of a, uh, a book that's sort of edited by a really major uh, feminist theorist, uh, like a, a friend of mine who's wonderful. She's, she's a mag- magnificent theorist. So that's going to be exciting. So okay. I'm actually going to All right, duck well, into go. that whole world. Bruce is jumping in. Um, so Barbie, the fourth one up is The Holdovers. Mm. Paul, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it, Herschel? I saw it. about half of it, and I got to say, like, it wasn't interesting well, enough. Well, it's I Paul it Giamatti. It's, yeah. it's directed by is it Alexander Payne? Oh yeah, Alexander, Alexander Payne. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I'm gonna. It's. I'm just gonna be very upfront here. Yeah. For me, this is dead last. <laughs> wow! Wow! I like this. And, and by a significant way, actually, it's interesting. I I hated it for the first half. <laughs> you also hated it, Craig. No, no. But then I moved into it, and by the end, I was like, okay, sure. But I'm watching a TV movie from yeah. the seventies. Okay. But pain is funny like that, right? I have the same feeling. Exactly what you. I haven't seen enough of. I don't want to. It's diss po- it. It's polite. I seen the whole movie. It's but okay, take a movie like The Descendants that everyone went berser- berserk over. Mm. I was like, well, it's okay. Yeah, but there's nothing I, that I have, striking. I've got a fundamental issue with the holdover. Oh, they did. Nebraska was excellent. The issue for yes. me is how many times have we not seen this movie? Yeah, this yeah. is a road yeah. movie, so you could go. Okay, if you want to go better than this, a movie that no one's ever, no one's no one watches. Um, remember that Clint Eastwood Kevin Costner movie where he's the perfect criminal world. The perfect it's world. It's a great movie. Much yeah. better. And well, man, if you want to see Paul Giamatti do exactly this, but sideways, better, sideways, not just sideways, go back to American Splendor, yeah, where he's yeah. playing the famous comic book yeah, guards, yeah, yeah. and and it's done with so much smarts, yeah. including the actual guy that is based on being in the film and interacting with Paul mm. Giamatti. That's so good. This is like every movie that's ever been made. It's so. It's, 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 Alexander Payne is a in a funny place in his career, though. Like he, you know, he was a darling for so long mm. on the Oscars, and then he's done a couple of strange things. But you can look at the money spent on screen because everything's it's it's a period piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The that 60s, was that 70s. was what kept me going. For I like the music. That, that yeah. The music's nice. You know, the period piece is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's the holdovers. We don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, the next one is Killers of the Flower yes. Moon. Scorsese. We all saw this in cinema, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think about this? It's probably my number one of the year. Wow. It, it's my equal. Okay. 
I had problems with it, I tell you that, mm. but I, I didn't mind it. It's not I need to see it again. I was just so blown away. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to say it's my equal two. No, okay. it's, it's my number two, my Abra two. So I should. I'm a huge Scorsese fan, and I love the style of it. This is not a regular Scorsese movie. It's more restrained. Nonetheless, it's like a person who's in such control of the every aspect of the medium. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah So yeah, I loved yeah. it, and also <laughs> I did, I deliberately didn't read anything about the movie. Mm. So I thought um, DiCaprio was the the, um, the hero. Yeah, yeah I right. thought he was the cop coming in, and then he starts turning. I'm going, and also his performance is so it's so brilliant. Like he, that guy continues to just. Now soar. DiCaprio no, was I, first written as the Jesse Plemons. I know, character. so I do know. I read this afterward. Yeah. So I yeah. think Jesse Plemons is wasted. He's, he's, he's in my top he three doesn't actors. Really do he's one anything. of my favorite actors. Yeah. So I think he's wasted. But De Niro, possibly never been better. I hey, think he's unbelievable. Is De Niro, uh, um, is he? He's nominated for Best Supporting. Yeah. Now, okay, good. As someone who works, uh, sometimes uh, the white guy that works with First Nations groups, mm. and I've read about the development of this, mm. and I also uh, know a uh, good friend is friends with Lily Gladstone, the actor. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I heard She's stories, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. And then, yes, it was like, now, how do we make this less about the white people, dude? Not yeah. just in the movie, but in the process of making the movie, and then it had those rewrites, and it became what it is now. Yeah. So I couldn't help but watch it through that lens, at which point I was a bit like, oh, okay, I'm watching the, I'm watching the character would be Gilbert Grape for most of this movie I'm like what's going on you know like I wasn't getting into it yeah. I, I like, did love this movie I, yeah, I, I did love, love this movie I, I saw this at Palace Norton Street and it's a hell of a long movie but it was a great experience so you know what me, I did I did get to see it in a VMAX screen which meant I had great yeah. sound and the sound mm, yeah. is, we'll get to the it's sound amazing, right? soon. Like yeah. the, I mean there's that opening scene the dance like yeah. the opening yeah. scene yeah. hey you I know Richard King it. my buddy that I've worked yeah. with he's going to win an Oscar this year for Oppenheimer oh uh, well fingers crossed yeah. for him I'm going to vote watch. against him but yeah hey, Oppenheimer <laughs> hasn't won yet man <laughs> alright our next film is Maestro that is my worst film okay. did you guys see Maestro is that your worst I've only watched half an hour I've watched a because I, I was too busy with work. I loved the first half hour. Well, you might like the rest because yeah. it doesn't get any better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, okay, so, but I will say, I, one of my favorite genres is music, biopics, or documentaries. Wow, okay. So I just love music and I'm really interested in kind of this moment of a certain kind of classicism. Well, you jazz. won't be let down by this. Okay. The, uh, the whole movie is about that. There yeah, because a... I, I wanted to be about the music. I, oh, Bernstein, no, no. I don't know. I got to say, I can like, take him or leave him. There's a four this minute the one sequence movie... where he conducts a. a so, okay, I'd be really into that. Yeah. Although I hate it. Tar, Tar was my worst movie uh, of last no, year. No, no, so. it wasn't like that. No. This is okay. the one movie I haven't pursued seeing. It's for people playing at home. This is Leonard Bernstein, right? Mm, the yeah. famous composer, uh, both classical and movie scores, mm. did West End. And it's a love uh, story as well, right? Like West End story, mm. yeah. And it's sort of, it, I would say it's more about um, Claire uh, Mulligan. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, Claire. Uh, sorry, I Claire thought it was em Emily Watson. No, sorry, no, no, I'm no, confused. No, no, it's, it's, it's Carrie Mulligan. Sorry. Carrie Mulligan, um, yeah. Her character Who's just is amazing in everything. And yeah. I think the yeah. film should be called The Maestro's Wife because yeah. it is so much about her and So I've read that as well. Her. So yeah. I was watching it... Uh, and Bradley Cooper, though, he's just so he's magnetic. He's very transformative. Right? Like he's, he's wearing a rubber nose. He's yeah. very good. Um, but I love the black and white. Apparently, he's, they got a good shot at cinematography. Because even in the half hour I mm. saw, it's just stunning to look it at. It does look and really good. And I love good. movies that shoot black and white. You know, like mm. It's such a, a rarefied thing now. I love it when people do I would do watch it. it, but the thing is... And you know, you know, I'm no fan of the the ten Oscars nominations. I think that's ridiculous. But it's hard to watch ten movies. Mm, it's very yeah, difficult yeah, to watch ten yeah. movies. Well, so I would have dropped five. This is one of the ones that I couldn't list. watch. Yeah. All right, the next one is Oppenheimer. We've also done that on yeah, our podcast. Um, it's been done to death. I'm moving on to Past Lives. Yes. Which I saw in cinema mid last year. It is a romantic story about a. a it's a woman living in New York. She's Korean. She had a, a beautiful love mm. when she was like a kid, and then she moved to America with her parents, and now. She She's older and she's got a boyfriend. She's living in Brooklyn, but that guy's never let go, and he comes to visit her. So mm. this is, but she's got a partner. So they just spend a simple day walking around New York, and it's very romantic and involving. And it's like, what will happen? And then mm. they say, let's have one but more. But it's lunch. also fraught with tension, right? Because There's a lot you of don't tension, know what's happen. And, yeah. and and it is an excellent thing because you go, well, this isn't quite conforming to the normal rules mm. of that. And why show us this if they're not going to fall in love? There's a lot of things playing in your head whilst watching it. So there is. It's very interesting and it, it's yeah. very... I mean, that's a good word. I think it's really interesting. I, See, I, I blame both of you that I haven't watched this movie. Yeah, because I, I, I've been able to it. watch this for months <laughs> and I haven't watched it because you both said and, uh, it's not... Because we were talking about... Well, um, it's highly hyped. It promises so much. Up. Yeah. And I... Okay, I love movies that are incredibly 
sophisticated and complex about desire and relationships, mm. right? And those are some of my favorite movies. This is trying to do that. So the idea that you can have some kind of longing for something that you can't just put to the side. Yeah. I think that's a fascinating idea. But it, it is right? heartbreaking. I cried yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't give you that, um, my best friend's wedding, Julia Roberts, oh, I, uh, he doesn't want to be with me. Or it doesn't yeah. give me the running to an airport. Yeah. But it does make you go, oh, that's life, huh? Well, we, the reason well this is the, it, it, there's a, that's life. Yeah. And that's, tra- and that's complicated and tragic. And all of us go through these sorts of things. Mm. I can't say dramatically. I think it does enough. Well, what about to your underpin that? Your what's your one favorite? Car wine yeah, okay, film, your favorite. Yeah, like, well, like, so uh, okay, so in the mood for love, in the mood for love is just so much more nuanced and sophisticated. <laughs> but um, the difference is, uh, in the mood for love is just uh, like a brilliant use of narrative complexities, mm. hijinks. You know, like the subtlety of the way they reenact their love or they're falling out of love, etc. There are all these things going on in the mood for love. This is the kind of straight, we're going to go on a walk through town. And well, the other thing I should say is I never bought for a second her commitment to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a problem right, I had. Right, yeah, he yeah, remains yeah. obsessed with her his <laughs> yeah, whole yeah, life. Yeah, and yeah. I bought that. Yeah. But I couldn't. So he's desperate. He can't get over it. He's pained. If but you, it, she's I, like, she's moved on. Like she's, okay, so yeah, for, yeah. for our listeners, there are millions of them out there. Uh, <laughs> for the people who have seen One Day, <laughs> if uh, they're still listening, does it capture? Does it capture the kind of loss and the no. hurt of that? One, one day, I've been lost in that. In Did you that finish TV. it? No, I'm, don't tell me. No, I'm, I'm not about say seven episodes right, in. Right. I love it so I'm much. All right, we'll get back to that. And just a reminder, we will be going back to our normal format in yeah. just two <laughs> episodes' time. So we'll be with this. <laughs> yeah, if you're hating if you, all of yeah, this if digression. If you don't like this, you haven't seen any films, you're like, I'm so bored. I, know, you, I apologize. This is digital gold. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Next week will be fun. There'll be a bit of trivia and there'll be lots of, you know, drafting. And then we're back into the normal yeah. show. So please stick with us as we move on to our. Uh, third last film from the 10, pa- uh, no, second last, Poor Things. Your I haven't seen, seen, seen it. I want to see the one. one. I, I, know, I, I know you love I it. I love it. I've heard only amazing things from people. Everyone keeps telling me Bruce is the best movie of the it year. It throws so. up so many questions. The design is spectacular. Yeah. The music is spectacular. The performance by Emma, Emma Stone Emster. is uh, amazing. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo is the funniest character <laughs> of the year, 100% hands down. Is it Emma down. Stone favourite to win the Oscar? Yeah. No, I no, no, Gl- Lily Gladstone. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that. But yeah. um, the film is so it, it's it's people would call it the female Frankenstein. Now yeah. there's some there's also feminist debate around it. My friend Belinda saw it in cinema with me and Alexi Toliopoulos, yeah. the reviewer, and we were cracking up. Belinda hated all of it. She goes, "What is this? A really? the, whole, the whole movie?" She says, "What is this? A sexy baby?" And there is feminist debate about yes, this is wow. a sexy baby directed by men and written by men. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. But then there's also feminist debate going, "This is what Barbie should have been. This is about uh, a woman with no license, no ability, wait, no don't, understanding." Don't, give, don't yeah. tell anything. Okay, I want to see all right, the movie, but you've got to see it if you okay. haven't seen it. Please yeah. watch. No, no, things. hey, for what it's worth, I haven't seen it, but I've heard from people that I really like look look to for opinions it's spectacular. that this. Is it's and also, I'm looking forward to the abs- absurdism. Yeah, it's in the film. I mean, well. When we get on to our favorite films of the year, it's one of my favorite yeah. films for sure. Just a quick shout out to if you haven't seen Amelie in a long time, I watched it like a couple of weeks yeah, ago. You're talking about Amelie for tremendous. Well, the absurdism. The the absurdism. I'm talking about a great film. Amelie, but that's a whole different thing. That's Amelie. French. <laughs> I'm talking Greek, baby. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on to our final film from the 10, and it is. The Zone of Interest hmm. by Jonathan Glazer. John, John, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. Glazer. And it is. Um, I it, haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's still in cinema. What yeah. it's about? Have you see seen it? it? I've seen it. Okay, seen so it. Bruce, you're out of this yeah, conversation. But I'll tell you, it is a, it is a concentration camp film that is not a concentration camp don't film. Give anything, away. Not give, not, don't give anything away. Spectacularly, not just for listeners, but for me. Well, I can tell you this because you, you'll see a poster and you'll go, yeah. oh, it is about a family. Yeah. It is about a family. And if you watch the trailer, that's what it says. It's about family. It's about doing what's best for the children. It's about all yeah. of this stuff. But it is not Schindler's List. It is, here is a German family. Here's the German family of the man who runs the camp. Mm. And let's so I know, stick with I them. Know the plot and that's bit, yeah. all that it's about. And it blows my mind. Is this is this an opportunity for us to say what Steven Spielberg said? I think this is a good time. Okay, so Steve was great. Okay, so this is what you guys were alluding said, to before. Yeah. He said the Zone of Interest was the best film about the Holocaust <laughs> since his film. 
No, he didn't now, say that, did no, he? Literally, to an extent, he, he said I, that. I got to believe that he was taken out of context to some extent because I don't know. Well, wait, why just, just go back for a second. Did they, he actually say? Well, that's what I this read. This is the best the film about the Holocaust. Since I have my seen film. in quotation marks. This is the best film about the Holocaust since my film. She knows this, which is the most bizarre <laughs> statement uh, because also. It's about culpability. It's, it's about not. It's not about here's the atrocity. It's about what were you doing, dudes? Yeah. Everyone so when, else in the country, what were you doing? So when, when do this we go into happening? our rankings? Okay. This, we, let's are we this? Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. what is now. Let's do our best picture now. Okay. What do you think? Number is, one, or are we going from backwards? Uh, going well, backwards okay. I want to know. Are we talking about what the Oscars are going to pick? Yeah. Or what? Let's try and predict the Oscars. Okay. So let's go first. What's going to win Let's best picture? Okay, what will win best what picture out of those predict, 10? But I also want to go for what we'll we'll do our own. Okay. We'll do our favourite yeah. films of the year later. Yeah. Let's just say, I think Oscars are definitely going to pick Oppenheimer. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's okay. a win. You Great. can't get, yeah. you can't the, get out the, of that. The, the, I don't see, what would come close? If What would be the thing that next week would I go, think wow. Killers might have a... Killers of the it's Flower getting, It just got number one, Sight and Sound, for 2023, which mm. is the most prestigious That's poll. stupid. It's a poll, for, it's a poll of collecting all the leading critics and filmmakers. By so colonials. That, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so that is a big, uh, mm-hmm. like, feather in the cap of... I think if... if if the Academy wants to make a play at something really, you know, <laughs> I don't know, the bold, just yeah. off, off the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they might go with something like Anatomy of a Fall. So I think that's the other one that I think is in the mix a little bit. Because if you say Anatomy of a Fall, that's forward thinking. Mm. And yeah. it's, it's really... Kind of like Parasite. You're getting to your Parasite ago, place. Right? Exactly. You're getting to your and it would be healthy for the Oscars to, to do something. That would be good. And if they really want to go ballsy, it would be poor things. But I, I can't say I don't think they're that gonna, That's way too strange for them. I think if they were going tough and trying to prove something, they could go Barbie. Oh, no chance. No, the problem okay. with Barbie is that the, Barbie, it would be the fact that Barbie, so Barbie has flown under the radar yeah. on all the other but awards. Also, Gerwig so didn't get... Well, I've got to say, that's a travesty. She, so she didn't get yeah. nominated. She should have been nominated. Of course. Like, but So I don't know what they're okay. doing there, but they're not going to give it a best picture all right. without the director even being nominated. But, uh, not only that, Margot Robbie didn't get... Is she yeah. nominated? No. Well, she see, there's produced the hell out of that. Yeah. She made that happen. <laughs> she I wasn't even going to be Barbie. She just said, let that's me get the That's the award. Script. Producing the hell out of okay. a movie, 2023. Didn't Ken, didn't Ryan Gosling get nominated? Yes. That's interesting, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, did you know that's what he said? And and that's there's like memes. Because yeah, he was quite angry. Yeah, there's he, memes he, like, this is literally the point of the I movie. I know, I've read those. Ken yeah. is rewarded <laughs> for, for everything else <laughs> everyone else did. It's yeah. like absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we do have um, nominated uh, America Ferrara. Um, yeah. But because okay, she was nominated. Yeah, yeah. But okay. we don't have I Greta Gerwig. We don't have Margot Robbie. Is a, is, a, is a real no, out. No, way. no, no, because that has got no. so much attention and the reviews are ridiculous. You know what? So. That'd be the the, the easiest one. Yeah. If they were going to not well, choose it's, it's Oppenheimer. Well, it's inoffensive. No, right? it's, it's completely. But I think most of the people in America never heard of this movie. It's Shape of Water from a few years ago when there were so many better movies. But also, Oppenheimer gives them everything they want. They've got the spectacle of film. They've got blockbuster. They've got you know things that drive people to the cinema, like big sound, big vision. And they can still blow shit up. <laughs> wow, that's a, all right. We're going to do our favorite films of the year at the end of this. Yeah. Let's just now briefly stick with this audience. Uh, briefly go through some of the other awards. Director, we've got Justin Treat from Anatomy of a Fall. We've got Scorsese for the uh, Killers. We've got Nolan for Oppenheimer. Mm. Yorgos for Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest. Okay, here's the thing. Everyone's saying everyone is saying Christopher Nolan. This is third time up, so everyone's saying Nolan. So I think that's what they'll give it to. I think they will. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but this is the one. Award they cannot not give. No, but I honestly believe Glazer is an outside shot. I mean, maybe because he's made, he also did Under the Skin, which is an amazing and film. Sexy yes. Beast. And Sexy Beast. I watched yeah. Under Brilliant, the Skin. Right? He's a Sexy good Be- filmmaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a, well, a lot of people are going, hey, this dude's made three of the best films of the last okay, so couple of decades. I don't know if you've watched any of the making of Zone of Interest. No camera people at all and hidden mm. cameras everywhere. Yes. So yeah. no one holding 90, a camera. 90, no one. Yeah, 90 no one on days, set. 90 days Almost no one on set. Yeah. Wow. It was amazing. Now, he's a really interesting character. The whole point of feeling observational. And like this family just does what it does while yes. all the bad stuff's going. Like we'll get to it when we get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Director, um, is there anything? So I'm putting down Nolan as our bet for it. But no, I can't see anyone else getting it. I would this. also. I would dream uh, of Justine Treat getting it. She would deserve. Anatomy I don't think. I don't think Anatomy is going to. That's an amazing filmmaking. I don't like Oppenheimer much. I think neither she do I. Got I it, mean, I, I'm sad that. So it, I'm going to put myself down for that yeah. as an outsider. Anyone else want to put an outsider down? There's no Brad- Bradley Cooper's out. I can't see past no. lives. I, probably no, not no, poor no. things. Okay. Um, um, definitely not pain. He's out. Who's American, he's not nominated. American well, Fiction's yeah. out. Oh, okay. You're, you're saying a lot that aren't nominated. You're oh, got, man, I'm just looking at the best picture <laughs> over here. <laughs> you've, you've okay. got... Because I was thinking that I'm going, what are they 
Yeah, what, what are yeah. you looking at? Dude, they are extremely long shots. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Payne is a okay. really long Can shot this year for director. Hang on. No way Manus says he's going to win this. Well, uh, yeah, because he not. did depart it and, you know, yeah. I don't think so. I don't All think right, so. let's move on to leading actor. We've got Bradley Cooper from Maestro. We've got Rustin, Coleman Domingo. Anyone see that? No. No, okay, sorry. Uh, um, who, what is this? Best actor, yeah. yeah we've ahead. got the bumbling, angry Paul Giamatti in the holdovers. <laughs> we got Cillian Murphy as the yeah. suave guy who just destroys Japan. Um, we've got Jeffrey Wright in American fiction, as the uh, as we've discussed. I'm relatively confident that it will be Cillian Murphy. Murphy. And the other thing is, I didn't, you know, I, I'm not a fan of Oppenheimer, but mm. Murphy's he's unbelievable. Awesome. Murphy he's is brilliant in this. I think he's going to win it. Okay, leading actress. We've got Annette Benning in Nyad. Mm. No chance. Um, I haven't seen that. I tried to watch some of it. Um, so did I. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always love Jodie Foster. I love Annette Benning as well. We've got the wonderful Lily Gladstone from mm. Kills the Flower Moon. We've got Sandra Hull from Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, and Emma Stone in Poor Things. Mm. That's They yeah, are good that's, performers. That's really good. This great. is a good list. Let me tell you, Lily, so here's what I know about Lily Gladstone. My friend Laura Hughes, the comedian, uh, Sydney-based, she was friends with her. She did acting classes in L.A., they became good friends, and then she went back to her um, uh, her country mm, mm, and, and, yeah. and did rituals with her and stuff. So Lily's always been engaged in yeah. First Nations uh, politics and also culture. Yeah. And to see her on this list doing something with Scorsese, uh, yeah, sure, good yeah. for you, Scorsese. But also just for her being there, yeah. I like that, and I would love her to win. Like I'm like that would be I, excellent. I'm definitely the the two standouts for me are Lily mm. and Sandra Huller, and I think that. Like when I was watching the Lily Gladstone performance, mm. it's really difficult to. So she's got to perform being in authority yeah. over the white man yeah. because she's got the money. Yeah. While at the same time being oppressed by the white man. Being and oppressed I both think those as, layers, as a woman yeah. and also as, you know, First Nations. Like she's got and so I much think over those her. layers are actually in her performance. Yeah. Like I was watching it really closely and I was going. This is a marvel, this performance. So I look, I, but as I said, Sandra Hula, the, the domestic Wait, quarrel Sandra scene Hula, is just oh, like, you, but can also, a, you get two Oscars you know, for that. I looked this, I could not believe this. Sandra Hula is in Zone of Interest. She's the wife. She's the wife. Yes. <laughs> Different, I had no, I watched the two movies one night separated <laughs> and I'm like, hang on, that's the woman in the other film? She is yeah. so Talk good. Talk about having a hell of a year. <laughs> she yeah, is yeah, so she's good. Like, that's a good I year. I mean, I right? would love to, so what are we saying? Who are we going to give it to? Like there's Carrie Mulligan in Maestro. I think that's probably, I, I mean, I love her. Gonna gonna I love her. I would want her to win for Saltburn. Just hey, we best haven't talked her. about Emma Stone. Poor thing. Yeah, Emma Stone. She's a major contender. She is so good yeah. in that movie. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've only heard this is like it's, knockout. It's it's the kind of performance that's on display. Yeah. If they're going to give Cillian, then give it to Emma because that's a show. That's yeah. a, a proper show of acting, and I think it's like it, I would be so happy because it's also. Comical, it's yeah. over the top, it's like doing something that like a bit different, it's right? an old a bit school unhinged. performance. Yeah, yeah, it's like you've got to play a monster, slash, someone with an intellectual disability, slash, someone who's not that who learns and goes through this transition and comes out the other end really empowered and kicking everyone else's ass. Like, I'm yeah. like, that Just is just looking awesome. at this list, though. I'm not seeing an outsider or, or a surprise here. Brendan Fraser was a massive surprise for Whale, right? Yeah, yeah. that we, you guys were at that my place, we sit in there, our jaws dropped. All right, yeah. but I'm Lily Gladstone's going to win. This I'm going to. So, I'm saying we're all going with Lily Gladstone. Lily, I, think, I think she's going to be really good if you want. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay, supporting actor awards. We got Sterling K. Brown from American Fiction. Who's Sterling K. He's Brown? He's the brother. He's the brother. He's yeah. very. He's very good. I mean, he's very really good. good. It's interesting. He's yeah. the guy that you f I felt a lot of emotion for him. Yeah, he was also very uh, good looking. Yeah, he's very really also cut. plays very well plays Christopher Darden. Man, plays Christopher Darden in the O.J. Simpson miniseries. Ah, there yeah. you go. We've got De Niro for Flowers Moon. We've got yeah. Robert Downey Jr. There's a guy who wants an Oscar desperately. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ryan Gosling in Barbie and yeah. Mark Ruffalo. That is for me the winning okay. performance. So I haven't seen Poor Things. I He's think very funny it in should be things. De Niro. I think that's the most... I think no. that's as good as Raging Bull. No. I, I know no. this is going to sound no. weird. I think... You Downey, think it's Sterling K. Brown? No, I think Downey Jr. is going to win. I think oh, he's going to win it. No, but I actually think Downey Jr. a year ago. I think like, he was... I actually think he was brilliant in this. I don't know. Like, I... Okay, Downey Jr. has won it. Like, in I don't my like, opinion, it should be De Niro. I don't like... Oppenheimer because I thought it was going to be a more interesting narrative around the making of the bomb because yeah. I was such a, you know I've read yeah. so much about it and stuff, mm. but the performances are incredible. Uh, I don't know. We're going to say Robert Downey Jr. from our podcast, I think Downey Jr. but I wish Ruffalo had a chance. Um, supporting actors, we've got Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come that. on, man. Why is, are you serious? 
I'm drunk and I'm angry sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think she's a good actor. I love her, but yeah. that role, poorly written. It's a bit of a crappy category. Danielle Brooks, The Colour Purple. They could have had, American I know Ferrara. we're going to come to this later, they could have had an actor out of um, Bottoms. Yeah. Uh, nominated. Well, well, that's for supporting actress. For, but this is supporting. Who would you put? The love interest? The... Um, or the main woman, Ayo. Yeah, she's, she no, she's, should have been in best actress. We'll get on to our favourite films, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. Supporting actress, I don't really have anything. I think they'll give it to... Uh, there's also American Ferrara. has got that There's Jodie sure. Jody Foster from Nyad and Devine Joy Randolph in the hold. I'm, she's getting a lot of attention as well. I think she well. should win it. I'm going to put okay. her down. Do you guys have any... Randolph, I think Blunt Randolph is going to win. Holdovers. I think Blunt's going to win. I also think... America Ferrara is an outsider here because Barbie's going to win very little. I wouldn't mind if she won an award for Barbie. I thought that was like, you know, everyone was talking about it because of the famous monologue. For me, it was like a kind of very obvious character. You know, the the, the mother. She doesn't um, have to do much. She doesn't have to do hardly yeah. anything. She does have that one big moment, right? And I get it. Yeah. I just get the feeling she could win this. I think Davine Joy Randolph does do a lot. Have you guys seen The Colour Purple? Holdovers? No. No, neither have I. I mean... I saw it when it first came out. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> In the I 80s. saw the one and Danny Glover was superb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what are we going to say, guys? Emily uh, Blunt? Emily Blunt. I'm going with Emily All Blunt right. for sure. Well, I'm going to do I'd that put for money you. On Emily a lot Blunt. of people have... I'm going have, for Devine. A lot of people have gone against that, that character. Uh, no. So I'm going to... All right. Let's talk about cinematography, the art yeah, of yeah. pointing the camera. El Conde. I don't know. I haven't I seen don't know it. What that is. Well, that's that's how we. So I've heard Maestro's a front runner. Wait, on this. I got to name them all. Oh, sorry. We got, go, we go. got <laughs> Killers of the. Sorry, just wait till. Yeah, 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 Killers of the <laughs> Flower Moon, Maestro, mm. Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Mm. <sighs> I think uh, I've heard that Maestro is a serious front runner on this. No, Bruce, it's it, won lots of awards. If you say that because it's black and white, there's longer <laughs> black and white sequences <laughs> in Oppenheimer. <laughs> So yeah, it's going to be in that. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't think Killers will get it, although that's getting heaps of attention. But the one I keep hearing people talk about is Maestro for cinematography. Let's go to film editing. We've got Anatomy of a Fall. That okay? The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. I think Killers Anatomy of the Flower Moon. Nah, wrong. <laughs> I think Oppenheimer's going to win this as well. If no, you think about the it editing, shouldn't. Anatomy who edited, of a Fall who must edited win. The movie? The holdover is definitely not. Killers of Flower Moon. I think this is because it's Thomas Shoemaker, and she's obviously won a couple before. I think she's always she's in the back. mix. Yeah, you know, she's right. always, she hasn't won for ages. Mix. I think she will win because it's her. That's what I, I think, think Thelma, sh- personally, I think they, she should win. I mean, Thelma should win. Just that opening yeah. when they do the, right. the dance thing. Anyone I else? All Kills. the weird things that Nolan does with the editing, I think there's a real chance in this. I'm tired. Like, I think it's. Yeah, same with me. Okay, see, we talk about Silence of the Lambs that happened one night. I forget the other one. Okay, the so you want to give it to Oppenheimer? I'm going to tell you, doing? it's going to come close to the big five. All right, I we're running out of time. I'm moving this along. Let's say Kill Us the Flower Moon because two of us want that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Herschel. Music, original score. Now, I've got a lot of opinions on this. We've got. Oh, a, wait, where's music? Okay, go music. Yeah, yeah, original score. We've got American Fiction, Kill Us the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. And Indiana Jones and the Dark. I'm going Indiana Jones. John Williams is oh, going to do it again. No. Okay. This is a, are you saying Indiana Jones is ridiculous? That's like a new McDonald's is opened no, in town. No, because I want, I want John yeah, Williams to win again. I want John Williams to win again. American fiction I found interesting because it's a jazz score and it's as confused and maybe as... Um, is it an original jazz score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. and and it's interesting because it is as, like it's non-committal to any side of the uh, what is this film as the film is. Yeah, but I think that's what jazz does well. Yeah, um, I want to say that I should have listened to the Killers of the Flower Moon by Robbie Robertson, who has been uh, the guy. Wait, he's Robbie Robertson on Dylan. did the score. He's from the band, and he just died. Yeah, he just died. So he's in the mix because that is amazing. He also had worked on Raging Bull, King Comedy yeah, yeah, Center, yeah. but he was also First Nations from up Canada way. Okay. And so he was very involved in, in doing it accurately. I love Robbie Robertson. Right? And I love, he's amazing. I love, I love So that's music. for Killers the Flower I'm Moon. Killers. I'm thinking Killers. Killers. No, okay. Oppenheimer's going to get it because the Goranson guy is the biggest <sighs> thing in the world. Yeah, but and, he's just know, zip, doing Zimmer. Like, well, this, this is what interested. I thought it was Zimmer, right? And then I looked it, it up. Because Nolan says, you know? dude, what Zimmer does, please. Yeah. And Garrison, Garrison's made money I mean, off that's that the one thing I dis- I'm disappointed in. It sounds like Hans Zimmer. It really does. This is does, the film right? that I wish wins, and it's poor things. Yeah. It is a guy who... who did that? Jerkson Fendrix. This is okay. the first score Jerkson, Jerkson has done. Yeah. He's just a dude that worked in a pub and has done one other song, and that's it. 
and he plays wow. mostly in bands and they found him and they went you should do this the music in it is as broken as the character it is bizarre yeah. it is more like a sound design but it's still musical it's fascinating I listen to that soundtrack often I listen to all of them often but I think this is the one that should win because it's innovative the, I think the Oscars won't give it to it the only one I'm thinking is what you mentioned before about American fiction because if the jazz soundtrack is mm. say doing something very musicologically complex like working with say a Thelonious Monk kind mm, of line maybe then it could win right because jazz and who's the guy that you there's a docker on him uh, it's huge at the moment uh, American uh, kind of jazz soul guy um, it, you know, it's, it's nominated, I think, for everything uh, this year. But jazz is big at the moment in the in, in Hollywood. All right, so you're saying wonder, American fiction. I'm saying poor things. No, no, I, I think uh, I think Robert Robertson's going to get it. Okay, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, we're going to put go down. Killers, yeah. All right, we're saying Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm going to say I wish it was poor things. Okay, production design, Barbie, mm. Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, yeah, Oppenheimer, sorry. poor things. I'm saying poor things. <laughs> nah, Oppenheimer's got that. No. Definitely a production design. I'm saying Barbie. This could be the one Ridley Scott triumph, Napoleon. No, no, no way! Ridley Scott hates the Ridley Scott put 95% of his effort into production right, design, right, and I right. saw the movie. <laughs> Sound. Here we go. This is. Oh, okay. We've got skin in the game. Bruce is friend. Skin in the game. Richard yeah, King okay. is in this. We've got the creator, which is Sound, the creator. What the hell? Maestro. Mission I Impossible. Half of the creator, which is very strange. I watched movie. the whole creator, and I'm still not happy. Yeah. Maestro. Mission Impossible. Oppenheimer and the Zone of Interest. I'm Oppenheimer no. for Richard King. You want Richard King, your yeah, buddy. Yeah, I want him to but win it. The zone but he of has interest. won three Oscars before, so maybe yeah, they don't I'm, give it to him. Here's what will win and should win. The Zone of Interest. Oh, amazing. The well, sound, I, Herschel, come on. The sound is amazing, but for me it's more the concept behind the sound. I have clever glazes. Yeah, but then they executed it. Is, okay, so the sound is what is the film. The yeah. sound is because it's about the family and you don't see the Holocaust, mm. but you hear it constantly, and that's why oh, this film that's wins. Fantastic. Because it oh, is Bruce, you, you're gonna love this movie. Unbelievable! Yeah, You've yeah. got to watch it with good sound or big headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sound of that is so fascinating. I want the sound of interest. I'm going to put it down for us. Too late. Visual effects. <laughs> visual effects. Oh, I love visual effects. Okay, what do okay, we got? We've got the creator, and it's grimy yeah. robot nonsense. That's we've got pretty good, though. Godzilla minus one. I think I should win. It. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, whatever. Mission Impossible and that ridiculous no, 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 ramp no. replacement. And Napoleon. What are we giving visual effects to? I find it sad that we don't have these years where it's like, oh, it's the Matrix. Okay, I'm total doing, recall. let's say Godzilla just what for fun. These? Yeah, just for Godzilla. Okay, now. quickly, adapted screenplay. We've got American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, The Zone of Interest. I think Oppenheimer because okay. it's just so much attention for his writing. Everyone says it's a, it's in a monumental feat of writing. I would love Poor Things to get it That's because that, book. that is um, Tony McNamara, an Australian. Yeah, right. His daughter, I've become friends with. Her name's Ambrose. She is going to the Oscars with him. No way! Yep, I would love she to go to the Oscars. She works at Hill Cafe in Marrickville, a beautiful cafe. I love to go to. We get our coffees here before podcast. That place. Anyway, that she, one on the corner? Yeah, the one on the corner. She works there at, on Illawarra Road. Um, but she is going to the Oscars. He was also nominated for writing The Favourite for Yorgos. Oh, wow. Yeah, but also my good friend who I'm writing my big show with, the yeah. big streaming show, um, Gretel writes yeah, Gretel. with him often and wrote on The Great and also on oh, their fantastic. new project. So, so that's exciting. I, he's sort of like someone I want to win and yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be exciting would be for nice. poor things. Um, but so I'm going to do that, and also we all think Oppenheimer will probably get it. Yeah, the last w- award we need to discuss is original screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall, Holdovers, Maestro, May December, Past Lives. Firstly, the travesty of May December being overlooked for virtually for every category we've yeah. just talked is completely outlandish, right? Um, I'm saying it Anatomy should be May of December, but yeah. Anatomy of a Fall. Anatomy yeah. of a Fall. I think four. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. We have locked them in. Next week, join us as we find out. What uh, our scorecard? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So look out for that. Or that is not next week. It is a couple of days after the Oscars come yep. out. We're going to sit in here and then I'm going to re- quickly edit it. Now let's talk about our favorite films of 2023. Of My favorite three films are Poor Things. In this note, this is the order: Poor Things, Bottoms, Barbie. They are my favorite three films. Go sure. My favorite three films are Zone of Interest, Anatomy of a Fall. And the killer. Okay, my favorite film was Saltburn. Oh, sorry, Second. that's my first film. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Saltburn is one to, meant to be at the top, and then Paul and then, okay. bottoms, and yeah, yeah. I went Saltburn one. I forgot about Saltburn. I love uh, it. May December two, mm. 
And I'm divided here in, in three, but I'm going to go with the killer I thought was absolutely wonderful. Um, and I absolutely loved The Greatest Night in Pop, which is a Netflix docker recently about We Are okay. the World. Yeah, that's interesting. Also, the shout out to Iron Claw. Zac Efron, the, oh, the, oh, the yeah, wrestling yeah, movie, which is really hey, nice. Hey, can I read out a few others that I really love? Yeah, yeah, but first I want to tell yeah. you, Saltburn, if you haven't seen, it is mm. by Emerald Fennell. Uh, she plays the pregnant Barbie in the movie. Uh, that is her. Okay. But she also made this amazing film that Bruce and I have said is our favourite film yeah, of the year. Yeah, my favourite of the year. It blew us away. Um, but also... Bottoms is a, a hilarious lesbian fight club um, sex <laughs> teenage comedy. Uh, it is it's in clown mode the whole time. It's uh, it's just amazing. It's written by one of the main so actors. One of the funniest movies. It, it, funny. it is very, absolutely very worth time. watching. You can so find the it lead now. performance from Aya Idibiri, she's from The Bear, right? Yeah. The TV yeah, show. She's on the Bear. So I was watching it thinking, man, you are a marvel. Where is she in Best Actress? Man, she should win. See, this is stuff that drives me nuts about the Oscars, right? But also, uh, director Emma Silgman, who wrote it with the other yes. star oh, of the film, Rachel Sennett. Where's the director like, of Bottoms? Because Bottoms is, yeah, it's funny, but it's actually a very complex movie. It's nuanced. And, it's, it's in clowning and mode. The Every toning, scene is hilarious. the tone hilarious. that shifts constantly. Yeah. The final sequence on the football field, <laughs> if you don't... If you don't you have full control have over it, what yeah. you're doing, <laughs> yeah. right? So Bottoms was one of my favorites. But I want to recommend year. also their first film, the collaboration between Emma and Rachel Sennett, who's the other girl in the film. They made a film called Shiver Baby, which is yeah, you talk, also so I haven't seen amazing. it. I didn't check that out. Watch that. Um, yeah, that was one of my. Yes. Uh, so Bruce, what are your other um, favorite? Okay, I films? loved Air, the yeah. the making yeah, of the, that is the well, Air Jordan. Well worth watching. Uh, I love Bo's Afraid from our buddy oh, wait. Um, Ari Aster. Uh, I, I can do without Air, but I've got to recommend um, Blackberry. Uh, oh, Blackberry! I, I've got Blackberry on my list. Oh you my got God, Blackberry. So I, like I thought Blackberry. Air was better than Blackberry. No, no way. I, I think Air is okay. just a wank. I think Blackberry I is hilarious, um, and it's made by the, my, one of my Matt Johnson, one of my favorite filmmakers, who made um, a show called Nirvana: The Band, the show, which is hilarious, okay. and shot in the same way. It's it's yeah. it, it's very much um, VHS. I style. did love Blackberry until about the last twenty minutes, where I thought it just went off the rails. I thought that Glenn Howlton, the guy from Sunny in Philadelphia, should have been nominated for more awards yeah. for that performance. He was so good in it. Um, I thought Wonka was really good. Mm -hmm. That was one I really liked this year. Equalizer 3 I thought was great. Can I just say on Wonka, um, one of our, our listeners, uh, Nova, he, he's a sound um, recordist and sound master yeah. from out Western Sydney, and he loves Wonka. He yeah. said you got to watch Wonka for the sound. Go the to sound. IMAX if you I can. I thought it was really, really good. Oh, and I wanted to just say the re-release of Stop Making Sense, the Talking Heads film, that was a big event this year. Uh, I thought yeah. one of the best yeah, films yeah. out I this year. I mean, that's year. a great movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That is our um, recommendations for uh, films. If you missed them last year, please check out Bottoms, Saltburn, uh, Stop Making Poor Sense. Things, Stop Making I mean, Sense. If you haven't seen Stop Making Zone Sense, of you interest. Check it out. The uh, biggest surprise for me is May December. Yeah. That really surprised mm, I me. Mean, that's the that's, that's a good film. I don't even I understand. Love that movie. I don't understand. Huh. I haven't talked to a single person who didn't think it was one of Todd Haynes' best movies, and that's saying a hell of a lot because this guy has made you know I'm not there. Uh, you know, like the, mm. he's incredible. So how did they not nominate this movie for everything? All right. Well, that's Just about. Makes me so angry. <laughs> okay, someone's going to get punched in the foyer. <laughs> that's about all the time we have for this week. Join us again next week after the ceremony as we're discussing the choices that we made and if the Academy agreed with us. <laughs> we'll also be drafting our best seven films from the remaining 15 Best Picture winners over the last uh, 23 years of Oscar winners. And films like Coda. Parasite, The Artist, Million Dollar Baby, Beautiful Mind, Spotlight, Birdman. They're all up for grabs, so watch out as we draft next week. Very soon after that, we'll be returning with our awesome third season as we compare films no one has ever thought to compare before in ways <laughs> that only absolute nerds would love. And if you're still listening at this point, you are an absolute nerd. <laughs> uh, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen as it will help other people to find us. We're also on Instagram at Film versus Film Podcast. And now Herschel. Yes. Anything coming up? Yes, on the night of the Oscars, and Bruce, correct me if I'm wrong, but we will be at your house on the That's big correct. screen watching the red carpet special and dinner. the main Oscars. Special dinner. Now, what I'll be doing is I'll be moving between the audience, um, hopefully doing some live streaming on Instagram mm -hmm. and getting some really interesting snippets. Yeah, that's going to be a lot. Are we going to try and so dress up? So check us out on the Oscars night. Yeah, we're going to dress up. Mm. We're going to be yeah. getting together and watch it. And you can bow ties. Join, us, yeah. join us on Instagram as bow we ties keep all. uploading little videos throughout the awards ceremony. And I just want to say we are going ahead with the Oscars trivia Yes. on the library rooftop at Sydney University, the first ever event they've hosted. It's going to be huge. On the library that's, rooftop? Yeah. 
It's got a view of the whole city. Oh, I hope there's a barricade. No, the east. There's oh, a barricade. Okay. All WHS has been. We there's don't so many WHS. type situation up there. I was in a massive meeting. With Wait, the, so when is the date for this Oscar trivia? That's uh, March the 6th. March the 5 6th. 5.30 to 7.30. So it's a few days before the Oscars. Yep. And it's just, I just want to get people in the university and film studies excited about the Oscars. And I think it's, this, if you're listening to this now, it's, it's probably in two days' time. Okay, yeah, great. So, so, uh, so look out for it. Well, it's going to be on Instagram. Yeah. Look out on the university's Instagram page, plus look at any newsletters from the university. There'll be an Eventbrite. You've got to register. That's the number one. For WHS, we have to scan you in, and I'm deadly serious about that. All right, so get out there, register, come enjoy our trivia night. And it will be hosted by Film vs. Film, so us as a team will be running trivia. And we'll all be very sober and very (laughs) lucid and really getting into it. We won't be drunk at all. I've been Craig Anderson. I've been Bruce Isaacs. I've been Herschel Isaacs. Join us next time for Film vs. Film. We'll take two. Film. 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 Film.